Hello, my friend. One of my big priorities on the podcast this year is to share more conversations in favor of interviews. Now, that distinction may seem kind of unclear, so let me explain what I mean. When I conduct interviews, it's typically with a creator that I actually haven't met before. And as a result, I spend the first half of the interview trying to build rapport, get that person comfortable with me, and generally that means focusing on their backstory before I can ask more intense, sometimes invasive questions. Now, don't get me wrong, there's definitely a ton of value in these interviews. I enjoy hosting them, and it's what we've built the show on thus far. But it's often almost a profile of the person as much as it is actionable advice. On the other hand, offline, off of the podcast, I'm constantly having conversations with creators who I already know personally, and because we have a history, I know more about their business coming in, and we're able to get deep into the weeds much more quickly. I think these conversations can be even more insightful to you as a listener. They're typically more advanced, they're more specific, they're more timely. We're really digging into what's working for creators right now. This week, I'm sharing with you one of those conversations. I'm talking with my friend, Brennan Dunn. Brennan is a man of many skills and accomplishments. He's a writer, a marketer, a developer, even a web designer, I would say. He built Palladio, the software tool that I use to create my email templates. He co-founded WriteMessage, an incredible software for segmenting your email subscribers. And these days, he writes a fantastic blog called Create and Sell, where he's documenting all that he's learned over the years. We were talking over email recently, and he told me that he's actually creating something new under the Create and Sell brand, a platform that pulls in every course lesson he's ever made, and he's made a lot with his courses, Mastering ConvertKit and others, and he will create a custom learning pathway based on a student intake survey. This is literally new custom courseware that he's building for this product, and this is what he wants to build as the single product offer for his business over the coming months. And I really just wanted to dig into it with him, talk to him about it. It's something that I wanted to do as a friend and collaborator, but I thought this would make a really good episode of the podcast. So what you're about to hear is just a conversation between Brennan and I talking through what that might look like. We talk about positioning, pricing, marketing, and more. We talked both about his courseware product and my community, The Lab. I think you'll really, really enjoy it. And we'll get to that full conversation right after this. Long hours, small teams, uninspiring content. Marketing for a startup is hard work, but it doesn't have to be. HubSpot for startups can help you grow your business without growing your stress. Their all-in-one platform connects your sales, marketing, and support all together so you can increase leads, fast-track deals, smooth out support, and join a platform that more than 190,000 top brands trust. Plus, they have a constantly evolving collection of resources to help startups scale. HubSpot also offers discounts for startups on their top-rated customer platform and not the kind of discounts that barely make a dent. I'm talking about meaningful savings of up to 90%. So if you're ready to crush your marketing, look no further than HubSpot for startups. To see how much you can save, visit HubSpot.com startups. I'm just stoked to hear about this courseware product, which I think is one interesting thing about this so far for me is that it seems like you're referring to the product as custom courseware versus whatever name of the thing you want to give it. Do you have a name for it yet? I, I don't. So, um, yeah, so what I'm, what I'm thinking of doing, so I was talking actually, uh, I was talking to Laura about this this morning about like, she's like, why don't you just use off the shelf? Like, do you need to build everything from scratch? And my thinking was for me to deliver the training I want to deliver, it needs to be custom because the stuff I, uh, the stuff I want to do, I don't know of a platform that could do that, that I could do it. in. so, I'm starting to think like, because like, like I talked to you about, like I'm not doing, I'm deconstructing mastering ConvertKit to not be a course any longer. Instead, it's a pool of pathways you can go down mm. and pathways lead to, to, to tutorials and tutorials are made up of like lessons and stuff like that. Right. So my thinking here is you go to create and sell, you click like paths at the top. Right. And you can see like a bunch of stuff and I actually wrote down like all the things I'm thinking of, like growing your list, segmenting your audience, onboarding subscribers, convert kit essentials, convert mastery, blah, 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 right? So you, you'd see like a catalog, if you will, of all these different paths. And then you could also drill into them and see actually where you'd be led for each path. Because what, what I want to do is I don't want to do just lessons. I want to have you join a path and it like 
generates like a task list for you along with gives you the lessons and it has a bit of an intake to find out like what kind of, are you selling a membership site? Are you selling courses? Are you selling coaching? And it'll kind of tailor like the action items based on that. So yeah, I'm deep in this project of, of thinking what, what would the perfect course where, for lack of a better way of putting it, like the, the perfect content management system for a really good kind of combination of both pre-recorded content and asynchronous coaching look like for me. And that's kind of what I'm letting drive this whole like rebrand, if you will, of uh, of create and sell. And to be honest, a lot of it, we could, we'll probably get into the weeds of like what I'm going to charge and stuff oh, yeah. and pricing and stuff later. Something you said about kind of recently about like having a, you know, you're going for a single offer on your end, uh-huh. um, which I think is the case. Uh, I want to, I'd love to ask you about that considering you have yeah. like a, a customer limit of, of I, what I presume is that single offer. Right. Um, and how that plays out. I was thinking like, yeah, I mean, I, I, I want to do something similar. I want to have a single offer, but could that single offer be a generated offer where it's like, hey, I'm a course creator. I'm just starting out. I, I you know, I use ConvertKit, this, this, and this. And then it's like, here's your custom path where we've combined all these different tutorials and generated these action items and stuff just for you. Yeah, so that that's kind of what I'm what I'm going for of them. It's interesting because I look at your stuff and I'm like, this is the gold standard of making non-single offers feel like a single offer because you're so good at segmentation and personalization. To like the end user, even your experience now feels fairly, you know, like this is obviously the one thing you should get. Mm. Um, so it's interesting that you're you're even trying to go beyond and say, actually, this is just going to be one thing that has. I mean, it sounds like you're making a, a large and growing repository of training information. So like single offer, it's a giant repository where you create your own custom path based on some inputs is what yep, you're exactly. referring to. So you to, still right? have access to the full catalog of whatever, but it'll it'll prescribe, if you will, like the best path given what you've told me. That's really applicable to a bunch of other stuff too. Because one thing I aspire to do in the lab, and I talked about this in our town hall in December, I actually want to use right message as part of onboarding so that I can help people wayfind through the massive amount of information that's inside of there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's been kind of like my, my thought process so far of how do I make it so that somebody comes in and they feel like they have a fairly customized to them straightforward path because in a membership product, a lot of times people join and it's like, congratulations, you're in now everything's on you. And that's so hard, especially like as you grow this thing and there's more and more opportunities and options in there, it puts a lot of discovery work on the part of the person. So I love this. I think it's really, really smart. Well, I think, I think the thing that I've really, I'm trying to really internalize is this whole idea of like signal relative to noise, right? So if you get thrown in headfirst into, imagine the lab extrapolated after, you know, five years, there's going to be so much content, hot seat content. If you keep pushing courses, like just, it's going to be a lot of stuff, right? And having some form of like personalized curation that doesn't require you to like spend any time on your, uh, you know, on your part doing that, that, that I think should be kind of the end goal for probably both of us, right? Like is, is being able to say, all right, so you're just starting out, you know, as a creator, Maybe you don't yet have a product and you're not really sure what to do when it comes to email strategy. Well, that's going to be different than like the, you know, I don't know, the advice you might give Josh or something, right? Sure. Um, Because he's already like done a lot of that. So yeah, I think it's just a matter of like being able to say, we've got a lot of content, you know, the content, you, you know, the material. And if, if somebody got on a call with you and said, you know, hey, Jay, what should I do first? You could probably tell them like, yeah, check out this hot seat. You're going to love like what, what I talked about with so-and-so about. Um, and then when you're done that, go to this. And it's it's just like, I mean, I, mean, it, I think it, it it's obvious, right? Yeah. <laughs> but it's just so hard, I think, with the existing tool. Like I was I was trying to think, think like, has anyone built a SaaS course thing that could do this? I think just Brian, but that was bespoke also. That was custom too. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. For people who aren't aware of this, Brian and I talked offline a little bit about this. Brian Harris, I did his growth university a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. 
And the experience of that, which I thought was really great and especially innovative for what was probably 2019, maybe even 2018, it was like you fill out this huge questionnaire, actually. It was like grossly in-depth, which which is actually kind of informed what I do at the beginning of the lab. Because it's asking, like, it's trying to get a true current state of where you are. Mm -hmm. But then the next step was a human looked at those inputs and said, I know our repository of information I'm going to plug in to whatever backend system they had, the 20 steps in the order that I think makes sense of this information, deliver that to the end user. What I saw as the customer was just this checklist, essentially, of the 20 steps that I should take linked to the proper information in the repository, which ultimately linked to what I think was teachable, maybe, where it still had like modules and lessons. It just linked directly to the lesson they thought made the most sense to me yeah. in that time. So it, it was kind of a weird experience there because you still saw like this huge thing that was organized in some linear fashion that I'm jumping in in the middle of. But that's like the best I've seen. Yeah. And that that's that's definitely the like the gold standard, I think, when it comes to like what I'm going after is thinking. Because I, I didn't go through Growth U, but I did see... He had so I don't remember if Brian showed it to me when I, we were hanging out in uh, Franklin, which is where he lives in, in Tennessee, or if it was like a Zoom call or, or something. But I I remember him showing me this thing of like every Friday, everyone would get linked to this thing where you could like post an update about what you've been doing. Oh yeah, yeah. That I was like, that's just so it's so smart. Like like because I, I've been trying to do things like that with accountability sequences when people buy for me, yes. like a little drip email sequence of like, you know, um, go, you know, link to the Facebook group and say, go share what you've done. But it's always a bit like hardly anyone would do that. And and on top of that, I think it's because it's a little awkward saying like, go to, go to this random Facebook group or not random, but go to the Facebook group and like author a new post where if instead it could be like, you know, did you do this? Yes. No. Did you do that? Yes. No. If, if no, like what held you back? And then what's genius about what Brian does, which I, I know you've seen too, is like when he generates these like over the last month, his clients yes. have yes. made X million dollars. It's it's all like, I think it's just summing up all that auto feedback kind of thing, you know? And some so, of it just pulls into the email itself. So again, for, for folks listening, like the, the e- Brian will send an email with, with a sales email that says in the past month, Growth University clients have done X, Y, and Z. And it's just like sections yeah. within the email. And it's probably pulling directly from the submit form that exactly. people are putting yeah. on a weekly or monthly basis. Yeah. yeah, it's like going into CSV and he's just summing the column and like spitting it out in the email, which is brilliant. I mean, and that's what I want to do is I want to I want to think like, I don't want to build a team of coaches, at least anytime soon. Like, I don't, I don't want to do anything like that. But I want to find a way to say, if I can go in as the creator of all the content and say, write a bit of code that can match up like input segment data and spit out a, a, a pathway. To me, that's like a really good use of my time up front. And it gives the people going through the material a much better experience because again, it's high signal, low relative noise. And, and that's kind of what I'm Going yeah. For with this. Yeah. I think in the the marketing of this thing, once it's live, you'd probably want to like the, the language of learning pathways is something that people have used that doesn't mm-hmm. quite describe what you're describing. Like a lot of times pathways are kind of these pre-built menus where like we have X number of pathways. LinkedIn does this really effectively. It's actually helped them sell a bunch of LinkedIn learning licenses. But usually that's like, hey, we pre-made these things. And we named them and we'll let you pick from them versus yours is completely customized to the user. So it's, it's like a customized action plan, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'd, like to, I'd love to get your thoughts on that. Cause I'm thinking like, I still want to have published paths, like mm-hmm. convert mm-hmm. essentials and sure. the perfect newsletter, which will just be all my tutorials on that. But I, I want to have like the featured thing at the top be generate your own. And, and when you do that, then it would be like your, you know, Jay's, Jay's path or something. So I still want to have access to all, or I still want there to be like these prescribed can paths, but the custom one would just cherry pick throughout all the, yeah. all the material and like kind of build a custom one. But I don't know. I mean, do you, do you think, do you think it should be in like the only 
custom or, or, well, or I don't have a strong opinion that way, but the cynical part of me is like, if you do that, you're not, you're not selling a single offer. You're, you're right back to having, you know, X number of SKUs essentially. Well, I don't want to be able to, I don't want to allow people to buy pathways individually. Oh, you're just marketing pathways. This is the yeah. product. And these yeah. are, oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So we're just talking for the sake of this conversation. We'll call this Create and Sell Pro. Create and yeah, Sell Pro. Exactly. Think of it that way. Exactly, right. Is what right. I'm buying. And you're marketing yeah. it as, hey, within Create and Sell Pro, we have X number of pathways. Or you can create your own custom pathway at the click of a button. That's right. Yep. Cool. Yep. And I could do things too. Like I could do, I mean, I, I plan on building infrastructurally the ability to do things like if I have a pathway on email design, to give that path free to people who buy Palladio, which is my, mm. you know, like my product for email templating, um, which will kind of get them in the door, give them like Premium. a user account. And then, so, uh, you know, that, that could be something too, where I can like give tr not trials, but like freebies of certain paths, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah. But I don't want to complicate it with like buy each path or get like the unlimited pass. Like I just want it to be the unlimited pass um, as really the only offer. I don't believe that you won't satisfy this. <laughs> my wife, my <laughs> wife agrees with you. <laughs> because you're going to do it and it's going to be awesome and people are going to see it. And if you don't satisfy it, someone else is going to satisfy it. And there's yeah, probably a part of you that's like, don't do that. <laughs> well, okay. So, so for those listening today, when we're recording, I also joined, you know, the lab, right? So in my intro video, I talked about how. I, ne I can never, like, I, there's this internal battle of, am I a software person or am I a teacher, right? Like, am I, do I run a, do I own a software company or am I primarily like an educator for lack of a better way? Or a marketer. You're, you're marketer. all the things. Well, I think, I think a marketer is kind of a prerequisite for either of those if you want to be <laughs> able to survive on any of those two paths. But yeah, I mean, that's something I do struggle with is kind of the, Cause what was she saying? I think she was saying originally, she's like, you remember that Palladio thing that was internally like a thing you built for yourself <laughs> and look what it became. <laughs> remember, remember right message before you had built like some suite of JavaScript tools that did the same thing. And she's like, your track record shows that you don't. Yeah. So the, 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 <laughs> I can tell you that the coding of what I'm doing for Create and Sell is not multi-tenant, meaning it's not set up to work for multiple brands under one like server, if that makes sense. But, you know, maybe I let people license the code base or something. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> the challenge of this stuff is like all of your, I think you've written about this before actually, and this is the first time that it had been articulated this way. So I'm probably just speaking to you what you've already taught me. There aren't a lot of people who fill this gap of teaching the beyond the advanced or beyond the beginner stage. And all of your stuff is like beyond beginner stage. Mm. And these tools, they're so powerful and they require a bunch of education to the user. Like I'm thinking about, okay, if you did sassify this, the, the magic of this is probably knowing how to connect the answer somebody gives, which you probably have to prompt in the first place to the correct pathway to make, yeah. which would seem like a difficult thing to teach the end user how to do. Yeah. And, and, and I don't know if it would be honestly like for somebody who's a new creator telling them to go to like do this first for their first course, let's say. And that's why like the business owner in me is thinking if I did ever find a way of selling this to other people, it, it would probably make sense to package it as like a console, you know, like a like consultative solution. Plus, yeah. Like a pay me a lot of money and we'll like come, we'll do this for you and effectively give you an unlimited license of the code base or something, right? Instead of that trying to market crush. it as like 50 bucks a month or whatever, you know? That'd probably crush because you already have the relationships of the people that would want to buy that, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's, it's people, I won't say Pat, it's people like Pat who have been doing this for a long time who already have a giant repository of stuff and yeah. they feel the pain of how do I continuously market all of these different SKUs with the airtime that I have and, and partially selling to advertisers already. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So th that, and I think like, again, I, I think if I were to do this, it would be more under that model, but I first need to get it built for myself, <laughs> <laughs> which is still, I I'm, I'm actually making really good headway. I'm hoping to have it ready this quarter, which will be really cool because then I can, 
like my, my plan is once I do this, once I have this create and sell pro, I like the name, but who knows what I'll call it. It'll basically be like the courseware will be the marketing site of create and sell. So it'll be a bit like if you've seen like a Laracast for Laravel and um, egghead.io. It's like they're, they're a bit like a very private equivalent of like a Skillshare or Udemy, but just, you know, maybe a few teachers or something like that. I mean, this would just be, this would be the whole thing with maybe even the like primary call to action on my site, instead of it being join the newsletter, it's like build, like figure out your custom creator marketing plan or something. You click a button, it segments you, it builds your path, your personal path. And then maybe at that point, they still haven't given like an email address or anything. And then maybe it gives them like a, f- like a few of the lessons from the path free and then like presents a conversion event there. And maybe once they build the path before they see the path, give the email address then, and then now they're on my list. And again, I I'm trying to think like there's repercussions of this. That's so cool. You, am I, am I pushing people to like a newsletter or a lead magnet or is the custom path builder thing like the lead magnet that gets people on the list? So I, I yeah, it's, it's. Still a lot of unknowns I'm trying to think through, which I'm when you said like, let's talk about this quote in public, I was like, yeah, let's do that. Cause I wanna I wanna I'd love to hear what you think and like what you do in, in my shoes when it comes to this stuff. Just a quick break for our sponsors, and we'll be right back to the show. D2C Pod, hosted by Ramon Barrios and Blaine Bolas, is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. D2C Pod is a podcast about all things direct to consumer. Ramon and Blaine cover everything for starting, growing, and optimizing e-commerce stores and D2C brands. They talk with founders, marketers, and creators and cover topics like brand building, social media, influencer marketing, website conversion, paid media, consumer trends, email marketing, and more. So if you're interested in the stories behind your favorite consumer brands, listen to DTC Pod wherever you get your podcasts. If you work with clients and you want to grow your top line revenue without growing a big payroll at the same time, then consider attending the Solopreneur Summit, a VIP event hosted by my friend, Ken Yarmish. Ken has personally closed over $50 million in his career as a solopreneur, all in professional services. I've learned a lot from Ken, and he's worked with some of the biggest names today. People like Matt Barker, Nasheen Chen, Laura Acosta, and Jake Ward trust Ken to get clearer offers and scale their business with systems. Now, Ken is running a two-day in-person summit on May 9th and 10th to help you build systems across marketing, sales, and client delivery. So now you too can grow without hiring. This will be a workshop setting. It's the anti-loud obnoxious conference with no more than 50 people who will go deep with Ken and other experts that he's brought in to solve actual problems in your business. Ken and his invited experts will show you their proven systems across personal branding, driving inbound leads, social selling, crafting scalable offers, using AI to automate client delivery, and more. Stop guessing and start learning from those who are three to five steps ahead of you. Get actionable tactics and proven systems to accelerate your pipeline, close more deals, and get out of client delivery hell. Head to trs.club summit to learn more and register for the Solopreneur Summit today. At that website, you'll see some of the other experts that are coming in that will allow you to go behind the scenes and look at their actual businesses, Again, that URL is trs.club slash summit. One last time, that's trs.club slash summit. And now back to the show. I love the idea of like create the path for free. One of the most beautiful pieces of software that I've used in the last, I don't know, five years is this tool called PodPage. Have you used PodPage before? PodPage, no. Mm -mm. Uh, It's this guy, Brendan, who... I think is kind of like legendary because he also built the the pre-mint website that was used for like all the NFT craze, but like he's pretty prolific okay. as a developer. Uh, PodPage, it ingests your podcast RSS feed and will build a full website for you immediately. I did see this. Yeah. It's yeah, awesome. Right. And, and it like yeah. will show you like, here's eight variations of your website before you even like make an account. It's like, here's eight variations. Do you want this? And it's just so compelling that you're immediately like, yeah, I want that. It's, <laughs> right. it's incredible. So I love the idea of like having somebody come in and basically, you know, use the right message-esque quiz to ask a few questions, give them a pathway to say, this is what this could be. The, the challenge I think is, or I think the, the opportunity is, 
in that world, you're kind of selling a bunch of work as opposed to like an outcome. You know, somehow you need to make them feel like signing up for this gets me to this specific outcome, mm. which maybe they declare as part of the, the quiz itself as what they're trying to do. Well, the quiz, I, I do plan, I'm, I've tried to scope out some of the questions and one of the, really the first one is going to be, what is it, like, what do you want to, like, outcome? It's a, it's a question on an outcome. Like, what yeah. is your your underlying goal? Is it to better monetize your list, to build your audience, or, you know, this or that? Yeah. How will you prioritize, like, you, you have all the Mastering ConvertKit content. So at the beginning, you know, Create and Sell Pro is really helping people with email marketing. You also yep. have the Black Friday product that you'll probably pull yep. into there, exactly. which again is that's email marketing. That's going to be a path. Exactly. Yeah. That'll just be a path. When you build out from there, do you continue to focus on email marketing or do you want to go down the line more of like the different operational and marketing pieces of a creator business? Where do you think it goes that's a good content question. wise? So I, I've tried to, so actually today I've been working on like the list of tutorials and pretty much most of them are email marketing ish. What, one thing I am starting to do is to create like mirror lessons of like, you know, one of them is like how to do a welcome sequence or the fundamentals of a welcome sequence. But then I also am going to do the creating a welcome sequence in ConvertKit. So that's an example of if they say they use ConvertKit, then their path will include the ConvertKit lesson or set of lessons. Whereas the, if they, if they use something else, it'll just be the more generic creating a welcome sequence. So I do want to start getting away from just being so tied to ConvertKit in this case. I mean, I do think like it's worked well so far and it probably will st still continue to work well because ConvertKit's growing and doing really great. But I do want to start thinking, okay, I want to, I want to have some material that's, because a lot of what I teach can be, is portable, could be used in active campaign or whatever, right? So I want to start m making kind of the equivalent convert kit training stuff, but generic. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And I'm also thinking of doing like, you know, I'm going to do material on using urgency to drive sales, things like um, uncovering why people don't buy. I mean, a lot of these are, are really not tied to ESPs. So I do want to, I'm going to start, I think it'll all be around like the whole creators who want to monetize their knowledge, uh, primarily over email. Like that's going to be the kind of the, 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 I don't know, like the, the sandbox, if you will, that yeah. I'm going to be playing within. And, and frankly, I'm not, when it comes to myself personally, I'm not very good at like using social media to do, you know, business growthy stuff or advertising or whatever else. So even though I think a full fledged training thing would include that, I'm just, I'm going to, I'm going to try to stay pretty focused still. You could always, and I don't know what the incentive structure on this is, but I would imagine there's a world where other creators, other educators yeah. would want their content to be a part of this library. Again, yeah. I don't know what the incentive structure is, but if you're like, I'm getting a lot of demand for people to explain, you know, memberships, online mm -hmm. courses, yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. It's probably a model where you have other people contribute content. And that's I actually, I don't know, I don't know if you know, um, Joel hooks of egghead, but one thing that's been his model is he've, he's had other creators who contribute lesson. I mean, his is focused on JavaScript. So like contribute lessons mm -hmm. on different, usually what he does, it's brilliant. He goes to the people who create really popular open source libraries. So say like tailwind and he'll say, you record a video course on your code base you created I'm going to send you in the, in the mail, like a box with like a shore mic, mm. a, you know, um, like a really good webcam and stuff with like guides on how to do really great screencasts and then I'll sell it for you. So he's kind of like a record label, if you will, for open Is source. Licensing? Is a royalty split? It's royalties. Uh, so they have like an unlimited pay per month model for Egghead. And then I think they just look at like total views and like, do some sort of percentage-based thing and then pay out royalties that way. Mm -hmm. But there could be, again, I'm, I'm trying to do this for myself initially. And I say initially because one thing to keep in mind is, I mean, Mastering ConvertKit as a course, it's already had about 500 people buy it. So it's not exactly like a, like, will this work kind of thing? Right. Will the content work? Like I already had the customer base. It's more of like what, what I think the course needs to evolve into for it to be even more useful. Because there has been bugs, if you will, with with the current course, uh, specifically that it's 
effectively kind of like a static modules with lessons under them course and long lessons and not very interactive. Like one frustration for me is that I can teach somebody how to do something and then to test it or to try it, they need to go into their actual live, say, ConvertKit account and risk like screwing something up and then their entire list gets like the wrong yeah. emails or something. Yeah. So I'm trying to think like, how do I create simulator environments within, which is another reason for custom within this, that I can let people try what I teach before they actually implement it in production. Fun. Yeah. Fun. How much of that would have to be technical in nature? Like are people writing liquid in the simulator? I've already done a liquid simulator. So people can, and what's cool is like, I, I, I'm able to define what the expected outcome is or what it should do. So I have like a little box where you can type in and then in real time, it's showing you what it's outputting and the box glows green once you get it right. Fun. Um, yeah, so that's already done. I'm also building a replica of the visual automation builder in ConvertKit that will let you like wire things up and simulate what would happen over time. And then it'll grade you on that. So it'll be like, okay, set up a thing that somebody joins your, your newsletter, you send out a three email sequence, and then you segment them this way at the end. Like the, you'll be able to do that in the courseware and it'll tell you if you've done it right, which, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for that because I think that's been a big roadblock for people. That's so cool. Like, yeah. And if you, if you replicate that, when you're saying you want to go beyond any particular ESP, does that mean that you'd have to make an active campaign replica, uh, yes. like literal replicas of each ESP? I wouldn't do the entire ESP, but like one thing like the workflow builder, say an active campaign, I, that, that would be, I mean, unless I could have like a generic one, that's like, because a lot of them are kind of fundamentally somewhat similar. Maybe the language is different or something like that, but yeah, I don't, I don't know yet. I've, I've only thought as far as how I do it with the ConvertKit material. Something I've been thinking about a lot in the world of email right now, seeing a lot of people using Beehive. And if I'm yeah. totally honest, if I were starting from scratch today, I might look at Beehive if I was trying mm -hmm. to build an email newsletter in particular. Like I yeah. think ConvertKit and these tools, definitely the way to go if you're trying to make like email marketing a core part of your business. If you're just mm -hmm. doing a newsletter, it feels like some of these other tools that are more built for organic growth and things might be a good starting point if you're at zero. But what I don't know about those tools is it seems like where they're lacking is on the automation and segmentation side of things. But there are a lot of people picking up those tools. So I wonder in your world, what could you teach to Beehive users that doesn't require yet another like replica of the software that you have to maintain as it changes over time? <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, that that's, that's a good question because I, I even thought as I was working on the outline today, you know, this morning, I was thinking, okay, well, one, one tutorial could be things like sponsorship stuff in your newsletter, like uh, how, to, how to really incorporate sponsored material in a newsletter. And I talk about things like the things that you've done with Plotio, where like under the logo, a little sponsored by so-and-so, and then like a, you know, a, a standout block or something. And I probably need to talk more high level about like how to organically or even non-organically weave in uh, promotions for the sponsor yep. into an email. But you know, with the ConvertKit side, I could go even deeper and talk about like, like the stuff I do in, in Plotio where you can have like a sponsor slot that just populates different bits of the email template automatically. But I don't know, like I think, I think, and that's where I'd need to get more, I do better when I do technical training. I, I honestly, I, I still struggle a bit with like higher level, big picture stuff. I'm really at home with like, you want to achieve X outcome. Here's exactly what you need to do in ConvertKit to do that. And once I start opening up the floodgates to like any ESP and just like take my material and try to find yeah. a way to distill it down to how Beehive does it, then it's a bit tricky because one thing I, I don't want to do is like give people this big like idea and then make them figure out how yeah. to implement it. Now, conversely, that this is where it could be make sense to say, who's like the leading expert at Beehive? Get them to like create the doing it in Beehive equivalents yeah. for a lot of these. And that could be something that I, I look at. Yeah. That's probably, that's probably the better case. Mm -hmm. Cause I'm definitely looking at things through my lens where very technical trainings are things I try to avoid because I think about the maintenance cost yeah. of updating that. 
and I, I don't know a lot of people who do things like you do. Like I feel like the the competition is very minimal and the customer is a great customer. So <laughs> I feel like I would keep living where where you're doing things and yeah, maybe bring someone else in to teach something that's higher level. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I do, I like the Black Friday course that I did was entirely high level because it's not specific to ConvertKit at all. And reception was pretty good. So I think like, and I've, I mean, to be honest, when I used to do all the freelancing material, that's all like non-technical, yeah. right? That's all like, how do you justify your billing rate and stuff like that? So I can do it. And you're right about one issue with the technical training is since I'm doing screencasts, well, say, you know, ConvertKit's updated their UI a bit since I recorded some of these. So some people looking at it are like, this is outdated. And I'm like, well, it's not outdated. It's still the same stuff. It just has a bit of a slightly different skin on it. So that'll always be a totally. bit of a challenge, I think. You know, Every time that. Circle has an update, and sometimes it's not even a Circle update. Sometimes it's me being very particular about how I want the spaces within the lab to look. I'll move yeah. stuff around. I'll rename things. And now suddenly I'm like, shit, I have to re-record my tour and all yeah. these videos. I have to re-record all of it. So I like try to look around corners and avoid that. But a lot of times that's just me giving myself the excuse not to do the hard thing that's actually more valuable. So yeah. Yeah. Trying, yeah. trying to exactly. not do that. Just a quick break for our sponsors and we'll be right back to the show. If you know me, you know how much I believe in memberships. My membership is the core of my business and earning an income directly from your audience is one of the most sustainable ways for you to become a professional creator too. So I want to tell you about today's sponsor, Uscreen. Uscreen is a beautiful all-in-one platform that helps content creators earn a living from their videos by unlocking predictable recurring revenue. You can host private live streams for your members, build an on-demand catalog of premium content, and Uscreen gives you a community hub to interact with your members too. They can access your community from their mobile phone, so your membership is right there in their pocket. With a Uscreen account, you get video hosting, an out-of-the-box website, full payment and subscription management, and plenty of third-party integrations too. And Uscreen makes it easy to get set up. You get access to powerful website themes that are fully brandable with no coding skills required. Uscreen will even provide a dedicated success manager for you. Just about anyone that wants to make money from their content can do it with Uscreen. It's perfect for coaches, authors, influencers, and entrepreneurs in just about any niche. Right now, Uscreen is used by creators in fitness, education, news, kids entertainment, and more. That includes Yoga with Adrian and Creator Now, just to name a couple. Uscreen is the platform for building a video membership site that is great for generating a sustainable income for professional creators. If you create video content for your audience, I highly recommend checking it out. If you're interested in learning more about Uscreen, visit uscreen.link slash J. That's U-S-C-R-E-E-N dot link slash J and let them know that I sent you. You may or may not know that I have a bit of a domain buying obsession. Whether it's a new project idea or domains related to my existing projects, I'm buying them all. I have creatorscience.tv, creatorscience.fm. So let me tell you about my newest purchase. It's jklaus.bio. Connection with your audience is everything. We make all this content and then we want to direct our audience somewhere. Well, a great new option is with a .bio domain. Instead of some long link tree or third-party URL that people can't understand and it's hard to say out loud, using your .bio domain for your link in bio lets you manage all your links in one spot with a custom domain that tells people exactly who you are. It's short, it's memorable, it's professional. Your .bio domain name is your way to share yourself with the world. And right now, you can get your own .bio domain name for less than $3 at Porkbun. Yes, that's a real website and a real registrar. Just visit porkbun.com slash creator. That's P-O-R-K-B-U-N dot com slash creator. Let me tell you about one of my favorite podcasts that I've been listening to for years. It's called The $100 MBA Show. And wherever you are on your business journey, The $100 MBA Show has lessons that can help you take the next step forward. The $100 MBA show is a best of Apple Podcasts winner, literally one of the top Apple podcasts of all time. And it's hosted by my friend and former guest, Omar Zenholm. Omar is a business school dropout turned successful entrepreneur, and he shares real world lessons on starting, growing, and scaling your business. 
You may even know his software product, Webinar Ninja. What I love about the $100 MBA show is that these are well-produced, bite-sized episodes on everything from creating a product, connecting with your market, sales, building a team, and more. This show is legit. It does over 2 million downloads every month. Whether you're a small-time solopreneur or scaling your startup to investor level, there's valuable real-world advice for you in the $100 MBA's archive of thousands of episodes with new episodes three days a week. If that sounds interesting to you, and it should, just search for $100 MBA show wherever you get your podcasts. And now back to the show. I'd love to get your thoughts on um, one other thing that I'm thinking, which is like, I haven't really added any element of coaching into Mastering ConvertKit, but by far that's one of the things a lot of people have asked for. And my usual response, which I think is pretty crappy, is to link them to my clarity Mm. URL mm-hmm. and say, book me. Mm-hmm. But one thing I'd love to do, and I was talking actually to uh, Brian Castle of Zip Message about this, is could I do something like, imagine you're watching a video and you click like a get help button and then boom, your webcam turns on and you record a message and I get not only your mess- your video message, but also what you've been watching, your custom path d- data you've given me, like who you are, all this stuff, so that I can basically through like a threaded means like, you know, you send me a 30 second thing saying, Hey, I'm conceptually a little confused about this. And I can reply with like, you know, my response. And that would, that I think would be like a more premium, Mm -hmm. uh, version of it. So you could pay for like just the training material or training plus async coaching. And this could go as far as not just getting help, but also like when I prescribe action items, like asking conceptually, like, what do I do about this? And like just a la carte or random stuff too. But anyway, I'm, I'm just trying to think like, I'd like to do this. I was talking um, actually to Justin Moore about this, about, because I think he does some sort of async coaching thingy now. And I'm just trying to think like, is there a way that I can make it so in the courseware itself, it facilitates creating these totally. kind of conversations? Totally. Uh, I think it makes a lot of sense because you could, even if I come in and I buy create and sell pro and not create and sell pro plus, <laughs> uh, pro plus plus pro, pro plus plus, um, Hulu has live sports. If, if I, if I buy just the basic plan, yeah, as I'm going through, you could still have a part in the UI that basically like shows where that interaction would happen with yeah. whatever iconography you wanted that just says yeah. like, you can upgrade right now if you're stuck yeah. right here. Yeah. And I'd absolutely do that <laughs> just for, yeah. for the record. Yeah. I think it makes a lot of sense. I mean, Again, it's 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 kind of like, do you want the maintenance cost of that? Because people will definitely buy it. Every yeah. morning you would wake up with X number of zip messages. How do you feel about that? Yeah, and I'm of, I'm of two minds because I'm really I've intentionally over the last few years tried to eliminate any any synchronous stuff as much synchronous stuff as possible. So like meetings and things like that from because I used to do with W freelancing like to be honest, a lot of this stuff you do really well, like the office hours and things like that, which I, I love doing them, but I always dreaded like, oh, I've got stuff on my calendar. I want yeah. I just want to like, I feel the same way most something. of the time, to be honest. Yeah. Okay, good. So, yeah. Okay. I thought it was just like a curmudgeon who just like, no, like, I, oh, I got to talk to people. Oh. I can have nothing on my calendar all day, but one block at noon. And now my entire day is oriented around that one block where yeah. the first five hours of my day are thinking about it. And then the last four <laughs> right. hours of my day are thinking, gosh, I didn't do anything this morning. So okay. I get it. <laughs> well, fair enough. Yeah, right. So I don't like the calendar things, which is why I wouldn't want to do like coaching where we meet every week at this time. But if it was like a bin where I could just say, look, I'm, I'm walking home <laughs> or something. Yeah. I bonjour style, like take out the, you know, the, the phone and just kind of do quick responses. Like, I don't know if I'd mind that. I'd just look at it as a, another inbox type thing. But yeah, I, I don't know if like, it would be it would be an, an additional thing that would keep me from deep work. It would just be more to-do items added. You know, I think so, if, yeah. if that description of how the thing would, how the experience would feel is true, then it'd be great. But I wonder if, because so much of this training is so technical in nature, if it's going to yeah. necessitate that you sit down and do a screen capture and like really ingest what they're saying because this is going to be like highly contextual to their situation. Yeah. That's that's the flag I would raise, but if you have the time and space and the interest for doing it, I think it would be 
an uh, absolute no-brainer to to include it. So well, I think really- I was going to say everything goes back to my wife Laura because what she says is she's like you already do this now, like you do like, like these one-off Loom videos for people all yeah. the time. You do, and, and she's like, why don't you just charge for it? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and stuff. so that, that I think is where it's coming from. Cause then I could say like, if you want have that question, like this is, yep. this is your way of doing it, but I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I was taking a kind of a right turn. An interesting okay. thing yeah. that, uh, I think about a lot when I was working with Pat at SPI and we were playing around with cohort based courses, we kind of did a flipped classroom model on cohort based courses where most of the time Pat wasn't showing up live. It was, here's the curriculum. We're going to design live experiences with the assumption that you're watching the curriculum on your own time. And then we're going to support you in doing that. Mm -hmm. What blew me away was close to 50% of the students we had in those live experiences were actually upgrades from people who had bought the course before, sometimes years before because they got stuck or they didn't do it. Mm -hmm. So there's just like so many people who buy a thing who would actually invest more to get past whatever block happened that prevented them from doing the thing. Yeah, because it would be kind of the right push, right? That would, right. That would kind of, and that's one and that thing was synchronous too, like, though. That was all synchronous. So that was probably yeah. part of it, but I would assume there's there's still some truth in an asynchronous support well, world. What do, you, what do you think the middle ground might be? Because one thing I was thinking was imagine that in this intake I do, I quantify or I ask you to guess how many hours, say a week, you might have to work on this stuff. And then from that, I kind of determine the spacing of the action items I task people with. And then it could be as simple as like, I generate like an iCal feed for every student that's like, add this to your calendar. And then even though it's not synchronous, it's like putting in like, you should be doing this this week, or you should be doing that, you know, next week or something like that. That's interesting. Yeah, which I don't know. Again, I don't know if that's more gimmicky or if that's actually helpful. Because <laughs> I'm trying to think what I, what I would do with that. Yeah. Like it's it's a bit like when I have a when I used to be really horrible with my to do list. They just kind of pile up. It's like okay, I've got all these things, but I'm not actually doing. That. I don't know when I've when I've kind of fantasized about a a SaaS of my own. The only thing that's kind of stuck in my brain as something that's interesting is related to accountability, because there there was um. There was a course, do you know Matthew Kimberly? Yeah. Seems like someone you might be aware of. He's like a unapologetic salesman and he writes okay. incredible emails. Every email you get from Matthew Kimberly is explicitly a sales email and you read it anyway. Um, but he, he had this product called the Single Malt Mastermind that was an accountability product that was like $300 and you basically signed up for a 52 email sequence that every Friday you got an email from Matthew with some custom paragraph at the beginning, but then asked like two questions. Like, what did you get done this week? What are you doing next week? Okay. And he sold the crap out of it. <laughs> it's like such a simple, Did you reply product. to that email or was it just like a prompt for you to think about? You were supposed to reply to it. And he would okay. often reply back. Um, okay. Inevitably, over 52 weeks, like you, you eventually either don't need it or feel embarrassed that you've fallen off the wagon. But like yeah. the, the accountability SaaS that I would be interested in, I did that Tweet 100 um, mm-hmm. challenge. And I yeah. built that all with like no code Airtable and it worked pretty well. Mm-hmm. But that was very like related to Twitter and public signals I could see. I would love to give somebody a dashboard to say, what does consistency mean to you? You know, I want to publish X thing weekly. I want to publish Y thing daily. Just mm-hmm. give them their own portal with checkboxes that yeah. then fed into some leaderboard with scoring. I think that would actually help people be consistent. And I think right. it could be as simple as that in this tool that you're describing. I don't know if you need to give them a calendar block, but something where they could have the physical feeling of crossing yeah. something off the list, checking a box, seeing yeah. some score. I really like that because I think like, uh, you know, part of the intake was going to be things, questions like, what, what we're going to be yes, no questions about. Do you want to have a weekly newsletter? Yes, no. If you choose yes, that's a bad example because it's weekly, obviously, but like, or maybe not. Do you want to have a regular newsletter? If yes, how many do you want to send a week? Two. What days do you want to send it on? Tuesday and Friday. And then that will then prescribe the newsletter material, but also, like you said, give you like a weekly dashboard of like, have you done your Tuesday email? Tick yes. Friday, tick yes. Yeah. Something like make that it could like, be cool. Make yeah. it a Chrome extension. So when I open a new tab, 
that's the first yeah. thing I see. And I can actually that, update that's, it. From that's there. full of like Brian Harris style. I know. Like, His stuff is so good. <laughs> and he was doing it like five years ago. Yeah, I know. I know. Although it was funny because on the interview you had with him, he, he, I think he was saying like investing in custom software, he didn't recommend, at least yeah. for like, unless you're got like a multi-million dollar business, which I don't have a multi-million dollar business. <laughs> <laughs> but like so many of these things are so good. I still to this day send so many people to dripscripts.com. Yeah. As a starting point. Yeah. And like, it's a pretty, like if, if somebody like you just put another week into developing this thing, because it's still like very much, you write it in this thing, you copy and paste over here. Yeah. The formatting is all screwed up, but it's such a useful product and it's free. And I, I feel yeah. like he has a lot of stuff like that. <laughs> well, don't tell Brian, but I'm, uh, I'm going to be doing in this, uh, not, not, not to the extent of drip scripts where it's like actual production ready, fill in the blank copy. But what I do want to do is like when, when it's like the, the material on say, uh, doing an automated pitch of a product. Mm -hmm. If you say you are selling, say a WordPress plugin and you know, this, this, and this is true. Like depending on your price, it will change. It'll, it'll say like, if it's a cheap thing, maybe send just two or three emails. If it's expensive, like send like a week or two's worth or something like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it'll, It'll tell you what emails to write and bullet point out what should be in each email, but it's going to be up to you to write it. I don't have any grand plans to actually do what Brian did where you actually have like, because to be honest, I never, I, I look at how I use things. Like I, when I used to do a lot of joint venture, like me promote to my list, something of yours, it always give me the swipe copy, but I never use it because <laughs> I'm like, I don't write like this. So I'm just going to yeah. write my own thing. You know, I want to have something that is an outline, but not actually the swipe copy if yeah yeah so i don't yeah. know but i do want to do something like that too yeah and especially i mean it depends on who your audience is but i feel like a lot of people we cater to like they are us they sniff out swipe copy immediately and like turned off by it but i don't know maybe a lot of people who'd buy this wouldn't be necessarily in the same place yeah hard to yeah. say what do you think about pricing oh pricing <laughs> yeah pricing to me has been such uh mind expanding exercise over the last <laughs> couple of years. In what way? I mean, well, obviously you've, you've got, you've got the lab at what, 1500 going up to 2000 for the base. Yeah. Package. Yeah. And you know, if I showed exactly what the lab was to Mariah cause, she would say, this is a $10,000 product. What are you doing? Right. You know, the stuff I was doing five years ago and charging $400 for a 12 week program for other people charge 10 to 20 grand for that same experience with a different customer set. So pricing to me is just like the customer is the question more than anything else. You know, if, yeah. if this thing applies to people like me or people like Julia, you know, those are like, this is a very high value product and outcome for us, but it yeah. could also apply to people who are doing sub six figures in their creative business who can't afford that type of thing. So I almost feel like like tiers are necessary because of that problem. So I, I like the 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 asynchronous coaching as a higher tier option as a data point that I'll share. With the lab, I am capping it at 200 members in the forum, yep. but I will probably have a lower tier that's access to the training only. So mm -hmm. they can't comment in the forum. That's uncapped. You wouldn't even really see those people, but that helps people get to the point of this makes sense as an investment to me if and when there's space. So I, I like the tiering system if you're doing a single offer, but man, I don't, I don't know. I think the more, the more pathways you can show on the marketing side, the more that it makes sense to me as a subscription, because mm -hmm. it is going to take me a lot of time to get through this. Are yeah. you thinking about it as, as a subscription? I am. And that's another thing. Like I was looking at, um, who's Notion Mastery? Is that Marie? Marie. Uh, that's Marie yeah. Poulin, but she worked with yeah. Mariah to right. put that pricing and everything together. Yeah. So it's Marie Poulin and she's got, I, I'm always, I looked at like the other day what she does. And I think it's, it's a, it's a more expensive thing for the first year. And then it's like a yearly renewal for a bit mm -hmm. less. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking like, do I want to do that? Cause I mean, I'm always wary of like a proper true subscription when this isn't a community. Mm -hmm. Maybe there is community. Maybe I do link it up to like a circle account or something like that too. But I wouldn't. You wouldn't? Okay. Well, yeah. just given what you've said to me already, like you're really good at the async support and at its core, Circle is async support. But yeah, I guess so. 
if you're thinking about it as an add-on and not as a core, core part of the experience, I think you're eventually going to grow to resent the amount of work that it is. Okay. Well, then the question becomes, am I adding sufficient content? And to, you know, while, while email marketing isn't radically changing, I mean, what in the last year now, what, everyone's doing Sparkloop, they're doing sponsored stuff. So th- things are changing and there's more material that could be added. And there might be willingness to just stick around and subscribe to it, even at the first year's price. I mean, I think especially with the, the coaching thing, that makes more sense because you still have that. Because I, I always think like with with mastering ConvertKit now, you know, it's a thousand dollars. I've I've said I'm gonna raise a price forever, but I haven't. It's a thousand dollars for a self-study video course. But when I look at the people buying it, you know, people like Justin Welch, Tiago Forte, Julia, and and basically a lot of like the team uh at Tiago's company are going through it. I mean, SPI has gone through it. Like it, it's, it's kind of the thing, like they would probably pay more, <laughs> right. right? Like this isn't an entry level, how to, how to make your first buck with ConvertKit thing. But I'm still like, which is funny. Cause I used to talk a lot about like value pricing. That used to be my thing, but I'm still, for whatever reason, when I'm like, it's, I'm selling videos, you know, and granted this is different. This, this is still videos, but it's other stuff. So maybe I can then internally justify more money that way, but I don't know. Yeah. It's packaging is such an interesting thing because the way we bucket things in our own mind, like I can't even think of another thousand dollar self-study course. Like it, it just kind of breaks my mold of what certain things are. But if you just like called it some other experience, if it was a cohort based, it doesn't have to be a cohort based course, but if it was something that wasn't a self-paced course, yeah. then it changes how I think about the pricing. It's hard for me to articulate this, but I, I pulled up the the email of like some of the pricing you were playing around with. And I think that is low. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. yeah. Do you mind if I share what no, this no, is? Yeah, go for it. So, yeah. so you said 300 per year basic, 600 per year with a community and fortnightly calls, 2000 per year coaching package. To me, like the support package, that could be beyond $5,000 a year. Mm-hmm. I do like the model of like the upfront fee and then the, ongoing access to it because the challenging thing with a subscription is why does it need to be a subscription you know and the answer in this case is probably brennan's either continuing to add new content to this you know like a streaming service or this content needs to be updated constantly yeah so for like this just the pathway and the self self service stuff i could see a world where it's like this is the annual license and this is the lifetime license. Hmm. Because I think some people are just so tired of subscriptions that they would pay what is objectively a higher price to just not have that burden on their mind. Yeah. But that doesn't make sense with the coaching plan. You know, you wouldn't want to have yeah. a lifetime, lifetime price for something that has your time. Yes. Yeah. But so that could know. be something like what Brian mentioned on your in your discussion with him about like what did you say? Like the upfront plus the setup fee like, and then and the monthly. Thousand, yeah. I mean, I think he made a pretty good case when talking with you about why like a monthly fee for coaching makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense. Yep. And it could just be a flexing, like you could, you could, you know, disable it at any time potentially. And there's also the fact that I don't want to have it be a runaway product. I want like there to be only X many people who can ah, I see. book that because I don't want to have like, I mean, it would be a good problem to have, I guess, financially, but you know, if, if I need to remember like a hundred companies, you know, yeah. and what they've got going on and all that stuff, even with a great CRM, it would be tricky. I think another way, well, this doesn't really work if you're trying to do the zip message thing with something I found with the lab, the, the higher tier of that, the material difference is that you get four one-on-one calls with me and mm-hmm. those are 30 minutes each. You can either book in blocks of 30 minutes or an hour. And I tell people on the welcome call, like if you want to do a block of two hours next week, you can do that and that's fine. Yeah. What I've found with that, you know, they basically have a credit for this access to me. People don't use it at the clip that I would expect. Mm. Now on like your, your mental time balance sheet, it's still a liability. You have to make sure you have enough capacity to cover. But if you're doing complete asynchronous, I guess it doesn't really apply. I think that's the whole thing. Like with, I'd imagine with your customers, uh, I was actually curious about what your, your what your uptake, uptake split is on the baseline versus VIP, because 
I think like if you're already in for say 1500, the jump to 2,500, even though it's still a thousand dollars, doesn't seem like why, like there's some people, myself included, who are often like, I'm not going to get the, the like middle option. I might as well just pay a bit more to get the best. Right. Even if I don't necessarily know what I'm going to do with it <laughs> just yet. Yeah. And I, I'd imagine there's a degree of that, that could happen where aspirationally people want to have like a convert kit expert, you know, a phone call away, not or a yep. message away. Yeah, they, they don't, you know. But some people, yeah, are gonna are gonna get their money's worth, and it's yeah. just like it's like a gym where, you know, they 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 know x some high percent hardly show up. Yeah, and if everyone showed up all the time, then they'd be too busy <laughs> or something. You know, the so. the split I have on standard versus VIP is fifteen percent VIP. Okay. So okay, yeah. L- yeah. lower than I would have expected, to be honest, but yep. just by having a higher tier, I've, I've shared with some folks who have joined the lab who haven't thought about this, like just by having a higher tier, you're going to raise your average order volume. Yeah. Well, they're, 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 they're debating, is it A versus B versus buy versus not buy, which is right. a better frame of mind that you want people in. Yeah. My hot take is if con- Mastering Convert hits $1,000 for the course, then this is minimum $1,000 for the year, but probably higher. Yeah. And I'm kind of backpedaling. I could see, I think having the community is really high value and you could design for your own design constraints and your own lifestyle goals, how to not make it into something that you come to resent. Um, And really it's just about like restraint on how many spaces you set up and what you promise in the experience. If it's purely like, hey, this is a support community and the questions that go in here are to support your, your access here and if you're able to help other people, please do it. I think you'd probably be fine because whether you're getting you that instant message or what. Yeah. You're saying where I don't actually promise that I'll like assist per se, where it's more of a community yeah. of like peers where they can share what they're up to and get advice. Yeah. And, I mean, there's, there's different ways you could do it. You could, you could say explicitly like, Hey, this is a peer to peer support forum. And I do the, you know, twice a month office hours kind of notion mastery style. But if you want direct support from me, get the coaching tier. I think that could make some sense. I don't, I don't know that you'd want to have like three tiers where it's like, this is just the, just the SAS subscription. This is SAS plus community. This is SAS plus community plus, plus, you know, asynchronous coaching. You'd probably want to decide does, is the community a core part of the subscription or not? Mm -hmm. Right. That's my thought. Yeah. I mean, people have liked the community so far and again, it's just a Facebook group, but it's people I think have been, have found it useful, but again, they're getting async coaching through it. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. like a question. I'll do a loom video and they like it. So yeah. Mm, yeah. Okay. I'm backpedaling pedaling on one more thing. Yeah. <laughs> you, you had like tentatively planning $300 per year, which I still think is way too cheap. Maybe I wouldn't I go to a thousand because I, I do think that having a comma in the base level price changes the Perception. decision yeah. math. <laughs> yeah. So whatever feels comfortable just south of $1,000 probably. Okay. But I'm, you know, I'm totally just pulling out numbers here. It depends no, on yeah, how, yeah, how broadly yeah. you want to reach. Like if you're, if you're trying to reach people who are in the first couple of years of being a creator, then that price probably excludes them a little bit. If you want to continue to cater to only the higher level customer, then maybe not. If you want to cater to the higher level customer by doing like the, enterprise implementation of this SaaS at some point, then maybe you do want to make it more accessible. I don't know. It's hard. I think it's all, I think the price is just all about customer selection. Yeah. And I, I think, I think you've converted me just now on that because I'm thinking of like who, who's asked for refunds and it's always been the people who probably were a bit too early anyway for the course. They don't have products to sell. They don't have really a material list but they're aspirationally, they want to, they want to have that stuff. Whereas the people who send me like, this has been transformative have been the people who are already doing like, you know, six, maybe even seven or more figures a year. Yeah. And they just use this as a really good optimization lever for themselves. Are you thinking about having monthly pricing too? I think I'd only, I'm now thinking of that potentially for the coaching add on. I don't know though. I, I probably wouldn't do monthly for the the course material. Yeah. I'm always wary of people like binging in a month or two and then not needing it the rest here. So they cancel. There's, there's that. And there's, there's also like the, the customer experience of it. I would doubt that somebody could actually do all of this in a month and get the outcome that they wanted and be like, 
that was 100% worth it. And yeah. you want people who buy the thing to get the outcome to feel happy about it. So would you do um, just annual, maybe, would you, would you consider like quarterly or just think, just maybe make it simple annual? I could, I could make a case for quarterly. The thing with quarterly though is, and I experienced this a little bit at SPI too, I don't think most people think in quarters. I think when people hear quarterly, they're like, am I being billed three times or four times this year? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. So yeah. maybe, maybe biannual, but I mean, card failures, granted it's card failures anyway, if it's going to be an annual subscription. Yeah. Um, but my thinking has always been for installments because I used to do them right. as a conversion tool has been like, if you can't get like American Express to extend you credit, like that's basically what an installment is. It's credit. Mm-hmm. Like if you, if you don't have the credit limit to do that, then it might not be a good fit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? And I like, I like the annual pricing for access to the course material, monthly add-on for coaching. Mm-hmm. The hard question becomes, how do you position that at checkout? So that's easy to understand. You know, is it one checkout price? Well, you can, you can code this stuff yourself, so you would be able to handle this. But like most software just doesn't handle the setup fee plus monthly thing. Yeah. You'd be able to handle that as long as you no, can I, message it. That, that should be easy. Yeah, that should be straightforward. Awesome, man. Well, I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah, me too. Thanks for sharing with us and, and diving into the details with me. And when you sassify it, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Absolutely. I mean, it might be the enterprise gig, but we'll see. All right. Sounds good. <laughs>